Many times when we have a very important message that we need to share with other people, we use different kinds of mediums. We use maybe newsprint or a TV commercial or maybe a meme on social media. The point of us getting this important message about out to others is that we've got something very important to communicate. As Christians, we have something very important to communicate, and that is called the Great Commission, the message of good news to the world about Jesus. Over the last few weeks, we've been going through the book of Revelation and just looking at these visions that John has had where God is communicating to John what is about to take place. And today we pick it up in Revelation chapter 10, where we have this account of a vision that John has of an angel and a scroll, and John actually being told to eat the scroll. And the whole picture is quite confusing if you don't really understand what is happening here. So let's read this and then begin to unpack what God is communicating to John that John should be doing, and in turn, what we as the church, as the people of God, need to be doing in our world today. Let's read Revelation chapter 10, verses uh, 1 through to 11. It says, Then I saw another mighty angel coming down from heaven, wrapped in a cloud with a rainbow over his head, and his face was like the sun, and his legs like pillars of fire. He had a little scroll open in his hand, and he set his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land, and he called out with a loud voice like a roaring lion. When he called out, the seven thunders sounded, and when the seven thunders had said, had sounded, I was about to write. But I heard a voice from heaven saying, seal up what the seven thunders have said and do not write it down. And the angel who I saw standing on the sea and on the land, raised his right hand to heaven and swore by him who lives forever and ever, who created heaven and what is in it and earth and what is in it and the sea and what is in it, that there would be no more delay, but that in the days of the trumpet call to be sounded by the seventh angel, the mystery of God would be fulfilled, just as he announced to his servants, the prophets. Then the voice that he had heard from heaven spoke to me again, saying, Go, take the scroll that is open in the hand of the angel who is standing on the sea and on the land. So I went to the angel, and I told him to give me the little scroll. And he said to me, Take and eat it. It will make your stomach bitter, but in your mouth it will be sweet as honey. And I took the little scroll from the hand of the angel and ate it. It was sweet as honey in my mouth, but when I had eaten it, my stomach was made bitter. And I was told, you must again prophesy about many peoples, nations, and languages, and kings. Well, at first glance, as we look at this, this is almost quite confusing. Like, how does this fit into the bigger picture of what's happening? And again, the book of Revelation, this section of Revelation, is about this story, this apocalyptic story that's happening between cosmic forces not here necessarily on earth, but things that are happening in heaven. This particular 
seen is a pause in the seven trumpets. Chapters eight and nine talk about six trumpets that are about to sound that pour out judgment on the earth. And then we have this gap, which is really a, a, pre, a prelude to the seventh trumpet. And it, and it parallels the first scroll that we talked about over in chapter five. Chapter five talks about this scroll. And there's this question about who is worthy to open this scroll. And we find out that Jesus is the only one that is worthy to open that scroll. And now we have in chapter 10, this little scroll. It's a different kind of scroll. It's different but it's given to John, and John is told to do something with it, and he's told to actually eat it. But he's also told in this vision, he's told to prophesy again about many peoples and nations and languages and kings. And really what we see here from a big picture look at this is that we see that John is being recommissioned to go and tell people about the mystery of God. And it's really a reminder to us that we need to be about the Great Commission, about sharing the good news of Jesus. Because this is something that's very specific to John as God is speaking to John here in Revelation chapter 10 about what he must actually say. And we see in verses 1 through Five, we see this description of this angel who is very obvious that it's paralleling who Jesus is with his attributes and uh, these characteristics and the symbolism and the imagery that's there. But then when we come down to verse 5, it, it tells us, John tells us what the angel says. And this is what the angel says in verse 5. And the angel whom I saw standing on the sea and on the land raised his right hand to heaven and swore by him who lives forever and ever, who created heaven, what is in it, earth, what is in it, and the sea, what is in it, that there should be no more delay. One of the things we need to tell people is that there, there's going to be no more delay. Like I said, this angel is an angel of the Lord. It's a parallel to the Old Testament, and the list of characteristics really suggests to us that this angel is an angel of the Lord representing Jesus. And he's making this declaration that there is going to be no more delay. There's been six trumpets that have sounded. There's been judgment that has been poured out. And there's going to be no more waiting. The mystery, as he says, is about to be fulfilled. Well, this idea of a delay... Why is it so important? Well, you see, delay actually causes discouragement in the life of anyone who's delayed. When you're about to go on a trip and all of a sudden you find out that you can't go or that trip has been postponed, if you're at the airport and your plane has been delayed, it's like, oh, here we go again. We have to sit down here and wait. And it causes discouragement. And it causes discouragement for a believer who believes in Jesus and that Jesus is coming again because we're hoping and waiting with expectation. It also creates apathy on the part of the church when there's a delay because we begin to think that these things are never going to happen. Delay actually gives Satan an opportunity to derail believers by, you know, causing us to doubt that this would even be true that there is a God who loves this world and is coming back again. 
But all of this is meant to purify the believer as we learn to pursue Jesus and to persevere through a delayed process because all of that adds godly character to us. And John is being reminded here, and we need to be reminded too, that this very important message that is coming, that Christ is returning, that there will be no more delay. The last trumpet is about to sound. As we continue reading in verse 5, that's actually what Jesus, this angel of the Lord, says. It says, He who created heaven and what is in it and earth and what is in it and the sea that is in it and that there would be no more delay, but at it, that in the days of the trumpet call to be sounded by the seventh angel. You see, in chapters 8 and 9, we've got these seven angels. These, the seal is opened and there's seven trumpets. And with the seven trumpets, there's seven angels that are blowing these trumpets. But this last trumpet, which is the seventh angel, which is what this is referring to, it's the last trumpet. And the last trumpet is unique. It's unique in the scriptures. We're told over in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 to 52, it says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. You see, the trumpet represents a great announcement, an announcement that is coming. And this particular one is the last one. It's the end. And what we see that happens in the last trumpet is that there's this change from a physical body to a spiritual body to evermore be with Jesus in heaven. You see, God has been waiting for the right time for him to come back. And he's saying to us here that there's no more delay. But this trumpet is about to sound. And in the sounding of this trumpet, John is being reminded that he needs to prophesy. He needs to tell people that this is about to take place. As we continue reading in verse 7, it goes on to say that in this, this time where the sounding of the seventh angel of this trumpet, the mystery of God would be fulfilled just as God announced to his servants, the prophets. You see, God has been announcing from the beginning of time that the mystery of God would be fulfilled. It's a mystery because through the ages, God has been revealing what he's doing in little increments. But he's been announcing Jesus and his return through the prophets. You see, the mystery of God, as we're told in Scripture, is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's the revealing of salvation brought to humanity through Jesus. Jesus Christ, who died on the cross. And when he dwells in us, that is our hope of glory, our hope of eternity in heaven. And this little scroll that this angel has had in his hand 
has the mystery of God written on it. And John is told to take it and eat it. Now you may ask the question, well, how do we actually know that this little scroll has the mystery of God written on it? Well, it parallels the other scroll that Jesus was found worthy to open and to reveal, which is God's will, God's plan. And the following chapters after chapter five reveal God's plan of what God is about to do. But part of what God is about to do is to reveal this mystery that has been hidden throughout the ages, but has now been made known to everyone through Jesus. And so as John is told to take this scroll and eat it, he's told that it tastes sweet as honey in your mouth, but it has this bitter aftertaste. You see, it's good news, but it actually contains a judgment for those who don't accept the good news of Jesus. And for John, as he takes this and he embraces it and enjoys it, it tastes like honey. But John is actually made to feel sick for those who receive God's outpouring of judgment. Remember, this comes right in the middle of the sixth trumpets and the seventh trumpets, like this little gap before the seventh trumpet. And the six trumpets uh, reveal God's outpouring of judgment on humanity. But in the midst of this, God reminds John that he needs to go and again prophesy about many peoples and nations and languages and kings to tell them the mystery of God. You see, there's going to be no more delay the last trumpet is about to sound, and the mystery of God is about to be fulfilled. And in John's day, which was close to 2,000 years ago, we are far more closer today than we were then. And yes, there are still some things that need to play out historically and what we see in prophecies in Scripture before the day when Christ returns. But we know that in the sounding, as it says, in the sounding by the seventh angel of the seventh trumpet, that Christ is coming back. We know for sure that he is coming back when the mystery of God will be revealed and we all need to be prepared for Christ's return. Jesus is coming back. And what John is reminded of here and what we as a church are reminded of here is that we need to tell others about the return of Jesus and that Jesus is the King of kings and Lord of lords. He is the creator of the universe and is waiting for that day when he will come and the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our Lord and Savior Jesus. We need to be encouraged by this, but yet at the same time, be stimulated to actually go and tell people about this. Because remember, it's in the sounding of the seventh trumpet that everything that God has been planning on these scrolls that is written down is about to be wrapped up. And that could be very soon. So let us make every effort to tell people about Jesus. And if you've never heard of Jesus, if you've never given your life over to Jesus, if you've never put belief in Jesus, you need to do that. Jesus is the best thing.
going. There's nothing in the world that satisfies. There's nothing in the world that gives a peace like Jesus. And we accept Jesus by confessing him as our Lord and Savior, turning away from the things of this world and turning to him and following him and allowing him to be the penalty for sin and putting our faith and our trust in him for our, our eternal destiny. God is real. God does have a plan. And he has a plan for you. I pray that you, your family, your neighbors, the people around you, would be all part of God's plan. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the message of Revelation. As we understand what things are about to take place. Lord, I pray today that as your church, your people would have a passion and a desire and an urgency to share the good news of Jesus, this mystery of God that is about to be fulfilled. And Lord, that we would do everything within our power, with integrity to share the good news of Jesus. And Lord, we pray for people, if you, if there are people that are listening right now that have never given their lives over to Jesus, that they would. And Lord, that you would be with them and that they would put their faith and trust in you. So God, we give you thanks and praise for your goodness and your mercy. And Lord, that we would be like John and that we again would tell the news about Jesus. And we pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior.